Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Luke, chapter 10. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that we would understand and have the right priority in our lives, that we would realize what things really are about and be humble before you. We ask this through Jesus. Amen. Luke chapter 10. And after these things, the Lord also appointed seventy-two others and sent them out two by two before him into every town and place where he was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest that he send out workers into his harvest. Go, behold, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. Do not carry a money bag or a traveler's bag or sandals, and greet no one along the road. And into whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this household. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the worker is worthy of his pay. Do not move from house to house, and into whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat whatever is set before you, and heal the sick in it, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But into whatever town you enter, and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you that it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, They would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and for Sidon in the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will be brought down to Hades. The one who listens to you listens to me, and the one who rejects you rejects me. But the one who rejects me rejects the one who sent me. And the seventy-two returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. So he said to them, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you the authority to tread on snakes and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will ever harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are inscribed in heaven. At that same time, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to young children. Yes, Father, for this was pleasing before you. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wants to reveal him. And turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see the things which you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see the things which you see, and did not see them, and to hear the things which you hear, and did not hear them. And behold, a certain legal expert stood up to test him, saying, Teacher, what must I do so that I will inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God from all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, 
and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied and said, A certain man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell into the hands of robbers, who both stripped him and beat him. After inflicting blows on him, they went away, leaving him half dead. Now, by coincidence, a certain priest was going down on that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. And in the same way, a Levite, when he came down to the place and saw him, passed by on the opposite side. But a certain Samaritan, who was traveling, came up to him, and when he saw him, had compassion. And he came up and bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine, and he put him on his own animal, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the next day he took out two denarii, and gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and whatever you spend in addition, I will repay to you when I return. Which of these three do you suppose became a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? So he said, The one who showed mercy to him. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. Now, as they traveled along, he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him. And she had a sister named Mary, who also sat at the feet of Jesus and was listening to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much preparation. So she approached and said, Lord, is it not a concern to you that my sister has left me alone to make preparations? Then tell her that she should help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But few things are necessary, or only one thing. For Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 9, Jesus sent out the twelve to preach. In chapter 10, Jesus sends out seventy-two to preach. The instructions he gives them are similar to the instructions he gave the twelve. He starts off by saying to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest that he will send out workers into his harvest. In other words, pray. Jesus pronounces woes on the cities that did not repent at his teaching and miracles. He says it will be easier for Sodom than for them. The idea is that the more we are given, the more God expects of us. The 72 come back excited by the miraculous power Jesus had given them. But Jesus tells them in verse 20, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are inscribed in heaven. Understanding what is important, that is the theme I see in this chapter. What power we have on this earth, even though it is a gift from God, is not important. What is important is what God thinks of us. There are people who cast out demons who are not in the kingdom. Jesus goes on to praise God that it is the children who understand, not the wise. The Bible talks about the importance of getting wisdom. But 
God's wisdom comes from humbling ourselves before God. As an example of this, a legal expert asked Jesus, What must I do so that I will inherit eternal life? Jesus asks the legal expert to say from the law, and he gives a good answer. Love God, love your neighbor. Jesus said, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. And that should have been the end of the matter, but the legal expert wanted to justify himself. The wiser we are, the more mental gymnastics we can perform to justify ourselves. So, the legal expert asks for a legal definition of who his neighbor is. Because once you have the legal definition, you can find the loopholes. Jesus doesn't answer the question directly, but gives a parable to show the answer. We call this parable the parable of the Good Samaritan. Jesus ends by saying, in verse 36, Which of these three do you suppose became a neighbor? A legal expert wanted to justify himself. The Samaritan wanted to be a neighbor. Then we have Mary and Martha. Mary was just sitting and listening to Jesus while Martha was working hard for Jesus. Martha got upset that she was doing all the work and complained to Jesus. And Jesus gently said that what really mattered was listening to Jesus rather than bothering with all the preparation. What is the apparent priority in our lives? And what would Jesus say should be the priority? And now for a deeper dive. The Good Samaritan is a great story. Many books have been written about it. In chapter 9, a Samaritan village had refused Jesus because he was headed to Jerusalem. The Samaritans were sort of a mixed race that was somewhat Jewish, but they did not worship in the temple in Jerusalem. They believed in God, but they didn't really follow the law of Moses. There was great animosity between Jews and Samaritans. So Jesus uses a priest and a Levite in his story, people who should be religious and know what is right, but they ignore the half-dead man. Then a Samaritan, who shouldn't know right from wrong, comes along. But he knows what is right instinctively and treats the man the way he would want to be treated if he was in that situation. All of Jesus' parables are things that could have happened. And Jesus states them as fact. Since Jesus is God, he could have drawn upon real events for his parables. Now... Wouldn't it be great if God could use us like that? Or, or wouldn't it be greater if God writes our names in heaven and does what he pleases with our lives? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.